Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to how your home looks and feels, only you know what's best. Why settle for something that's not the style, color, or comfort level you love? With Joybird's customizable furniture, you get to call the shots. With hundreds of silhouettes and over 70 fabrics, you're sure to create the perfect piece for your home. Plus, use code HOME30 at checkout and save 30% on your next order. Design a space you love coming home to at joybird.com home30. Yes, yes, yes. We are we are back again, ladies and gentlemen. This, of course, is the Miller Frost podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. And I hope you folks are having a grand gay old time this weekend. It's a holiday weekend, and depending on your political persuasion... It could be Columbus Day, or it could be Indigenous Peoples Day. Those woke idiots over at Apple, they managed to put both those holidays on my calendar. They wanted to cover all their bases for the holiday tomorrow, so they can be down for the struggle, whatever struggle you manage to have. And I hope you folks that are die-hard Facebook users, I hope that you have sufficiently recovered from those outages that they had over there at Facebook and uh, WhatsApp, whatever the hell that is, and, of course, Instagram. All of them being down, I think, most of Monday. I don't know. Not that I'm a big Facebook person or anything. And I guess they had a, a bit of an outage again on Friday. As if you folks weren't triggered enough. No. They had to break that stupid platform again just a little bit on Friday. And I know you folks with a massive sugar addiction. Not that I am judging that, of course. I know that you're going to have a grand gay old time when Kellogg's comes out with their Wendy's Frosted Chocolatey Cereal this coming December. For $3.99, folks, you can get a box of cereal that tastes just like a Wendy's Frosty. And, of course, a free coupon for a Frosty from Wendy's. It's kind of like that gay glitter cereal Kellogg's came out with over Gay Pride. If that wasn't bad enough, now you got Wendy's Frosty Chocolatey Cereal to help you get that sugary fix. And again, folks, you also get a coupon for a free Frosty from Wendy's. And I will admit, folks, a Frosty and French fries, you dip your French fries in that Frosty, that is damn delicious, if you ask me. Which is why, I guess, 
I am gay obese. Although I haven't done that in years. I'm probably still working off those calories at the gym from the last time I had a Frosty and French fries. And before we jump into things, happy Women's Health Month to all you women out there and those who identify as women. No hoo-hoo required, of course. Yes, folks, in today's world, you can absolutely have a penis and still celebrate Women's Health Month. If you don't like that, if that offends you, you are a bigot, you're a turf, you're a transphobe, and whatever other lovely name that the woke folk can think of to call you. And also, you're probably going to get a ticket on a train to a re-education camp to get your mind right. Don't worry, though. White Boy Malcolm X and I, we will be on that train as well. So let's go ahead and jump into our news headlines. And this first one, yes, it's for all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to all those idiotic posts on Reddit, freaking out your parents, freaking out your neighbors. This story from Fox Business is for you. Comic-Con returns to New York City after coronavirus hiatus. And this is what we get for going down from a bi-weekly podcast to a weekly podcast. Comic-Con started last Thursday. If we had had our Wednesday podcast, we could have covered this before this dumpster fire of an event began. But no, we have to report on it on its last day. So all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, doing all that weird crap down there, you folks, at least in the Northeast, this is old news to you. I'm sure you're already down there nerding out with the rest of the weirdos down at the Javits Center. Although, bad news here, folks. The company that's producing this nerd porn, they are limiting capacity to about 140,000 weirdos dressed up in all sorts of freaky costumes. Normally, they'll let in about 250,000 of those folks, but the COVID, that is limiting the number of virgin pajama boys who can attend this thing this year. But the reason I put this story up was not to tell the virgin pajama boys living in their parents' basement doing all that weird crap down there. It was not to notify them about Comic-Con. Those folks, they live and breathe by Comic-Con, those sorts of weirdo conventions they have from time to time. No, folks, this is a public service announcement to the parents of the virgin pajama boys who live in their basements doing all that weird crap. To all you parents out there, this is the time to clean out that nasty basement while your weirdo kid is playing Iron Man or Borg Queen down at Comic-Con. This is your one chance each year to get that thing cleaned out. And with the COVID last year, this is probably the first chance you've had in a couple years to get down into that basement and do some cleaning. 
Now, I probably don't need to tell you parents this, but just in case, I got a couple of pointers for you before you go down in that basement. Number one, do not, under any circumstances, bring a blue light into that basement. No, you will never unsee that holy mess. You do that. Number two, wear really, really, really thick gloves when you go down there to do that cleaning. No, I take that back. I would, if I were you, I would invest in a full-on hazmat suit. It's been a couple years since you've been able to clean down there. God knows what you'll find. Hazmat suit, you get what you pay for. And number three, and really folks, this is the most important to remember. Do not, under any circumstances, touch that sex doll in the corner. That dopey kid you got living in that basement, they will never notice the missing pizza boxes or dirty dishes, that their laundry is suddenly clean, that the basement doesn't smell so bad. You know, folks, like a bathroom after Megan McCain drops the kids off at the pool. He'll never notice any of that when he gets back from his stupid Comic-Con show. But he will absolutely notice if his sex doll has been moved and that will totally freak him out. The last thing you want is to be upstairs in your house listening to your virgin pajama boy son arguing with his sex doll about whether she's been sleeping around on him. Well, maybe the second to last thing after having to hear him actually screw that doll. But it's a close second. Those two down there arguing if she's been cheating on him, fooling around with some other virgin pajama boy. You just don't want to go there if you can help it. So all you virgin pajama boys, have fun at Comic-Con nerding out with 140,000 other weirdos. You parents of these freaks, you know, the ones that won't kick them out even though they deserve it. You have fun cleaning up that mess in the basement while he's gone. And good luck not catching anything in the process. And our next story, that's another one for all you virgin pajama boys living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to what's on Reddit, freaking out your parents, freaking out your neighbors. This is from The Guardian, and here's the headline. Why on earth is Angelina Jolie in Marvel's Eternals? And what The Guardian is saying here, folks, is that despite her incredible celebrity, their words, folks, not mine, that she kind of needs Disney and she needs to do this film. They made the argument that those movies she did for them, those Maleficent movies, they did not do very well with the critics, and that her other movies, what they called her lower-key dramatic fare, she hasn't done really good with those either. Now, I don't disagree with their argument about why she's doing it. But, and this is where Occam's Razor comes in, and if you don't know what Occam's Razor is, that's the theorem that says that the simplest explanation is usually the best one. So like I said, I don't necessarily disagree with what The Guardian says, 
But to me, the simplest explanation is that she needs the Benjamins. This, to her, is a paycheck movie. What's a paycheck movie? You write someone a big enough check, they'll do whatever crap you offer them to do. She's got herself a bunch of kids, lots of real estate to keep up. She's got that divorce from Brad Pitt. God knows what that cost her. She needs a paycheck, just like everyone else. Well, except for white boy Malcolm X. He's got the ex-trust fund, but that's a different story for a different day. So that's why she's in this movie. Hell, I would do a Marvel movie if they offered me enough. Why not, right? Not that they would. They got enough queens on set. They don't need me there to add to that headcount. So Angelina, you have fun making huge bank with Marvel doing those Marvel films. And I hope it works out for you there, dear. Show them how it's done. From Pink News, those girls over at Pink News. Disgusted students stage massive walkout after trans girl banned from locker room. And the story with this, folks, is that at Temple High School in Texas, there is this 16-year-old trans girl, and her name is Kendall Tinoco. I think that's how you pronounce it, Kendall. I apologize if I am butchering your last name. But Kendall, about a week and a half ago, she was blocked from the girls' locker room and toilets. And what does any good kid these days do when they don't get their way? Kendall, just like any of them, she went on Instagram to share her experience, how butthurt she was that she couldn't go into the girls' locker room and use the toilets. So, after she goes on Instagram and kvetches on about that, students at the school, Temple High School, there in Texas, they, well, this is according to Pink News, those girls over at Pink News, they took a stand for trans rights. And that is in quotes, folks, by staging a massive walkout. Now, I hate to break it to you girls over at Pink News and all you trans rights activists out there, but brats these days, those kids in junior high, high school, college, they're pretty much triggered over anything and everything. It doesn't take much to get them all worked up, all super butthurt, so that they stage a massive walkout. I can pretty much guarantee you this. If Kendall Tinoco, and again, Kendall, I apologize if that is not how you pronounce your last name. If Kendall went on to Instagram to complain that the school cafeteria served broccoli two days in a row and that broccoli is a transphobic vegetable, I bet you get the exact same response from the students. They'll pretty much protest anything to get out of class. If If those kids were disgusted, it was probably with having to be in school in the first place. Plus, on top of that, having to wear those stupid masks all day. We're going to go, folks. We're going to go with Occam's Razor once again. It's high school, and high school sucks. I guess, I don't know, pulling the fire alarm isn't as much fun these days. Plus, 
It doesn't buy those students all that much time anyway. Pull the fire alarm. Everyone leaves the school. No smoke. No fire. Everyone's back in class. But, man, they get to play hooky all day long, and they don't get in any trouble. Who's going to say anything? No one. Not even in Texas. So you kids at Temple High, have fun screwing around and getting out of school, avoiding class. You girls over at Pink News, nice try as usual. But seriously, who do you think you're kidding with this crap? No one, let me tell you. From NPR, the Nobel Prize in Literature goes to a black writer for the first time since 1993. And the black writer in question, folks, and that's capital B black, so you know he's real black, that is Zanzibar-born novelist Abdul Razak Gurna. And Mr. Gurna, I hope I did not just butcher your first name. But if I did, sir, please don't call me a racist. I apologize. But Mr. Gurna, that is who won this year's Nobel Prize in Literature. I got to tell you, folks, I do not know why I look at these kind of headlines, why I see them and get angry. The media, like I don't know this already, they make everything about race. And I know that going in. But, you know, it still triggers me and I get a bit of a reaction. This poor guy, Mr. Gurna, he writes his heart out. And folks, I have no doubt that he wrote one hell of a book, probably deserved the Nobel Prize. But what does NPR do? Drags his race into the award. Now, he's not the Nobel laureate. He's just the black guy who maybe possibly wrote a good book. But he's definitely black. So, Mr. Gurna, I'm sorry that NPR had to turn you into the black guy who won a Nobel Prize. I suspect they were only doing it to call the Nobel Committee a bunch of racists because black people don't win it every year. And you, sir, well, you're just collateral damage along the way. But hey, enjoy your prize money, and congrats. Ah, Jesus Christmas with this one. From Tal Road, those girls over at Tal Road, Sam Smith, that queen, folks, they are back. Sam Smith sang one song at a Vegas wedding. Sam Smith's price was $250,000. Wow, guess which song? Well, he's only had like one or two hits, so you're 50-50 depending on what you guessed. So apparently, folks, this chick, her name is Victoria Fertitta. And man, I am just butchering the hell out of people's last names today. F-E-R-T-I-T-T-A. I assume it's Fertitta. It could be Fertitta. I don't know. We'll go with Fertitta for now. But Victoria, she is a Casino Harris. Daddy owns the Red Rock Resort Casino and Spa in Las Vegas. But Victoria, she married a guy named Daniel Crow. And at their wedding, they had Sam Smith come sing Stay With Me. Queen has to earn a paycheck, I suppose, but... That must have been one hell of a sight to see, White Boy Malcolm X. Yes. Oh, God. Can you see that? I have no doubt, folks, having seen a picture of this, 
that Victoria, she is a total bridezilla. She got daddy to shell out $250,000 for a three-minute song by some washed-up singer with pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Nothing says bridezilla more to me when you do something like that. But she's there, bridezilla, and in walks Sam Smith with their funky pronouns. Who, in that case, white boy Malcolm X, is the bigger pain in the ass? And don't bother answering that, sir. That was rhetorical. Everyone knows, in that case, bridezilla, high-maintenance queen, it's a tie. But can you imagine, white boy Malcolm X, and you folks out there, can you imagine being the queen that had to put this whole thing together? Probably some poor beleaguered queen with a clipboard having to do all of that. And I can see that queen, folks. I can see that queen with her clipboard and her pen ranting and raving about having to deal with Bridezilla and Sam Smith. Oh, Jesus Christmas. I have all these wedding boxes to check. I got this Bridezilla breathing down my neck, just like Megan McCain with a server at Outback when her blooming onion, that doesn't arrive in five minutes. And now I got this one, this queen with the funky pronouns. Like I got time to check that box. So Sam, enjoy it while you can, girlfriend. Remember, though, if I can just say this, less funky pronouns, more singing is probably best for your career. It'll help you earn enough so you don't have to be a rent-a-singer to some bored Rich Harris down the road. But in the meantime, have fun with that. From the New York Post, Woman has heavenly orgasms in threesomes with husband and God. Yes, folks, God. And this comes to us from, her name is Nita Marie. She is a 45-year-old chick on OnlyFans, of course. And if that name rings any bells with you, she has already been in the news once when she claimed that God, God himself, herself, herself, depending on what pronouns God has, that God wanted her to strip on OnlyFans. Now, though, now she is claiming that she and her husband and God are having threesomes. Man, do I feel really, really, really bad for God right about now. It's bad enough that God him, her, Zir, again, folks, depending on God's pronouns, that God gets dragged into all sorts of other crap. I mean, you've got criminals. You know, folks, the ones that are like, oh, I found God. Can I get out of jail now? Poor God's probably like, they didn't find me. Don't bring my name into this. You got that. Then you got weirdos like that queen, ex-queen, Milo Yiannopoulos, that blooming idiot, I think it was a couple months ago, she was claiming that dogs don't bark at her anymore, and she said that that was a sign from God. I, of course, said that the reason those dogs weren't barking at that queen, ex-queen, whatever, was that dogs just don't bark at the head bitch. That had nothing to do with God. Speaking of Milo, though, white boy Malcolm X, 
We have not heard from that queen, ex-queen, in quite some time. Good. Not that I'm complaining, folks. Don't get me wrong. She's probably too busy working on our gay conversion therapy center and happy ending day spa down in Florida, which, of course, white boy Malcolm X, we should have visited when we were down there. Next time, I guess. But we won't tell Milo we're coming. We want to make that a surprise when we roll into her gay conversion therapy center and happy ending day spa. But anyway, as if criminals using God that queen, ex-queen, whatever you want to call her, Milo Yiannopoulos, using God. Now you've got this one. God not only wants her on OnlyFans, but God apparently, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, is some kind of pervert who enjoys three ways with her and her husband. Her poor, beleaguered husband. Well, I shouldn't say poor. That chick, folks, she is making huge bank on OnlyFans. And if you want to get in on that action as well, who knows, folks, maybe God will join in with you too. Here is what she does, and it's pretty easy. All you got to do is pray. Ask God to be part of your lovemaking. Then it's up to God's power to bring forth great sex and heavenly orgasms, well, at least according to Nita Marie. And God should have time for you, too. She only asked God to join her and her husband about twice a week. I guess she wants to spread those heavenly orgasms around, and she doesn't want to take up all of God's time just on her and her husband. And, uh, well, I got nothing extra to say on this one. No, nothing, white boy Malcolm X. I mean, what can I say? I think, uh... I think this one speaks for itself. Do I think she's going to hell? Well, um, huh, no. Isn't that blasphemy? Hmm, let me think about that for a second. Is saying that you are inviting God to have sex with you and your husband and that you are having a menage a trois with God and your husband, is that blasphemous? Is she going to go to hell? Is that basically your point? I don't know. Probably not, I have to say. I guess in a weird kind of defending her kind of way. I I think she's being, for the most part, I think she's being, I would say, more sincere than not. Yes, I'm sure there's a little bit of publicity going on here. She'll probably spend a couple years in purgatory just for doing that. But for the most part, I think she's probably more sincere than not. I don't think the whole God thing with her is an act, especially given how people who express themselves, express their religious fervor in public, how those folks are mocked and ridiculed in this day and age. Look what happened to Tim Tebow. Not that I'm directly comparing Tim Tebow to an OnlyFans stripper, but look how Tim Tebow was mocked and ridiculed for expressing his love of God. You know how the enlightened progressives like to mock anyone who believes in God. Oh, they're just a bunch of Bible thumpers, those types. And I really just don't like to mock people's religious beliefs, even if she believes that she's having a threesome with her, her husband, and God. I mean, 
Yes, I pick on that queen, ex-queen, Milo Yiannopoulos. That queen has found God like I found a pilsner I won't drink. Not happening. I might pick on Islam from time to time. You know, folks, the religion of peace that tortures and kills homosexuals, wants to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, thinks cutting people's heads off is great. Those folks, the ones that act more like an anti-Semitic, anti-gay Mexican drug cartel than a religion of peace. Yeah, I'll take a shot at them every once in a while. But hey, if Nita and her husband enjoy, maybe possibly, having a threesome with God and he, she, Zir, again, folks, whatever God's funky pronouns are, hasn't smited either of them yet. I mean, let's face it, folks. She's been yapping on, yap, 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 about God and OnlyFans for quite some time. If God didn't like that, her ass would have been smited a long time ago. But, but I guess it's all good with him, her, Zir. So it's okay with me. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. From Boston.com. Is it time to worry about the TikTok slap a teacher challenge? Some in Haverhill think so. And you people wonder why I feel the urge to slap anyone on TikTok. In my day, there was corporal punishment. A teacher could spank a student free and clear, nothing happened. These days, a student can slap a teacher and broadcast it to the entire world, and what's the downside? Detention for a couple days? Maybe expulsion? Like that's going to punish a kid. You don't have to go to school anymore. Worst case, juvie hall for a year, something like that. But that is what the world has come to, where these kids think it's cool, think it's acceptable to slap a teacher just so they can get famous on TikTok. So you teachers out there, good luck dealing with those brats. I, personally, just my thoughts, I would sucker punch that little brat right back. Just bam, right in the face, kid slap me. But you teachers out there, you got to do you. Sucker punch him, tase him, choke him, slap him back. Whatever makes you happiest, 
but don't take that lying down. What did Obama say? Something about you don't bring a knife to a gunfight? Not that I'm advocating that you shoot the students. Don't get me wrong. But once it gets out there that there is a more than proportional response to the slap, maybe, possibly, who knows, maybe those kids will think twice about doing it in the first place. Slap a teacher, get a black eye, get tased until you pee yourself. I think at that point, the behavior would stop. Here's another one from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Mom of three non-binary kids on how to act if you accidentally misgender someone. And what this story is about, folks, is Carrie and David Grant. They are TV vocal coaches over there in England. They are also parents to some television star. Their middle kid, Tylan, is on some British soap opera called Holyoaks. Or Hollyoaks, I don't know how you pronounce it. But Carrie and David have not one, not two, but three non-binary, funky non-binary folks in their house. And I guess from time to time, she accidentally misgenders one of them, and so she has to apologize, and then she just moves on. Her three kids, though, folks, all born girls have all become, over time, non-binary. You've got the eldest, Olive Gray, who is 26. They were born Olivia, and they use the they-them pronouns, just like Sam Smith. Pain in the ass, but simple to remember. Tylan, the middle child at 19, the one on TV, they were born to Leah, They, not just being satisfying, being regular non-binary, they came out as non-binary masculine, whatever the hell that is, and they have the pronouns they, he. Kind of like Halsey with her she, they. This one, though, they, he. And the third child, yes, folks, it gets even more difficult from here. The third child Arlo, who is 15, they were born Imogene. This one, though, they're also non-binary, but man, they have gone through quite a few phases. This one, Arlo, is the Demi Lovato of the Grant household. First, Arlo declared himself a boy. When that didn't stick, Arlo... Arlo went back to being a girl, but declared herself to be a lesbian. That second reboot, much like Demi Lovato, that didn't stick for very long. They kept the lesbian thing, but the gender, that had to change again. Arlo, no longer a boy, but still a lesbian, is now a demigirl. And if you're out there going, Miller, Miller! is a demigirl. A demigirl, folks, is a girl who doesn't quite feel like a girl. I don't know what that means, but apparently you're still a girl, but you don't feel like one. Now, I'm sorry, folks, but I do not think that it's a coincidence that all three of these kids have come out as some sort of funky non-binary. 
I also don't think it's a coincidence that they have become progressively more pain in the ass with each kid. First one, non-binary, they, them. Second one, masculine, non-binary, they, he. Third one, I'm a boy. No, I'm back to being a girl, but I'm a lesbian. No, I'm a lesbian, but I'm not really a girl. I'm a demigirl. And we talked about that several times on this podcast. How kids these days, they don't want to be like everyone else. They can't, for some odd reason, just look at themselves in the mirror and recognize that they are a unique individual. No, not these days, not with these kids. That is why we have seven or eight different genders. That is why we have seven or eight different sexual orientations. Kids these days, to be heterosexual, that's just meh. That's for losers. Who would want to do that? We had that article about Michaela Kennedy Kumo, Michaela Kumo Kennedy, whatever the hell her stupid name is. She was actively bragging about her liberal social bubble. That's how she described it, folks. Don't yell at me. But she was saying in her liberal bubble, her liberal social bubble, that everyone was coming out as anything but heterosexual. They were non-binary. They were transgender. They were pansexual. What's a pansexual? A snooty bisexual. And all these kids, they all have their special gender identities, their special sexual orientations, their super funky pain-in-the-ass pronouns. They all have to be different. And in being different, they're all doing the exact same thing. The edgy and cool kids these days, that's the guy who stands up and goes, I'm a heterosexual. Now, of course, he'll be mocked as an oppressor, but that is what the edgy and cool kids are doing. Not being a sheep, not being a huge pain in the ass to everyone around them with their special rules for how to address them. So this family, and I can totally see this happening, folks. The one comes out as, oh, I'm non-binary. I have special pronouns. I'm sure those good liberal parents, oh, we think that's so wonderful, dear. Absolutely, whatever you want. We're totally going to bend reality to whatever you feel. The other two are probably like, damn, I want that kind of attention. I want to be that special. So what do you get? You get three non-binary kids in the house. And I guarantee to you folks, they're doing it for the attention. They're doing it so they can feel super special, super unique. So Carrie, David, you three kids, hey, if it works for you folks, I couldn't care less. None of my business what goes on in that household. I don't have to pay for any of it, so I don't really care. But no one is going to convince me that that happened all on its own. That there was absolutely no, I want in on that, going on in that household. But I guess we'll know soon enough once they start flipping back. Yeah, all this, I'm going to hit the reset button. I want to go back to being what I was. So we'll see how long this lasts. But on to the next story. And for our last story, well, 
White Boy Malcolm X, I actually meant to do this last week for your birthday podcast, but I don't know. I just, I left these out of the pile, completely forgot about them. But for you folks out there who are relatively new to the podcast, we used to have a segment and how we wrapped up our podcast was a reading from the smoking gun, where we would pick one story, one smoking gun story, and we would read that with some ongoing color commentary. On rare occasions, they had some stories there that were just a little too loopy for us that we were struggling to understand. So we had to, from time to time, we had to do a reenactment of that story just to make sure that we understood everything that was going on. But White Boy Malcolm X, for your birthday, sir, I had a pile of smoking gun stories, and I was going to read those headlines to you, let you pick out the story, the one that was most attractive to you, the one, the one that you wanted me to read. So I got these stories, I got this pile here, and I'm going to read the headline, sir, let you pick out the story you want me to delve into. You good with that? You ready? Okay, here we go. Number one, police, man beat wife over explicit video calls, victim FaceTime spouse while having sex. Hold on, sir. Just let me read all of them. You tell me which one you want. Human waste sought in vile market act. Police, perp defecated atop pizza roll packages. Oh, and before I forget white boy Malcolm X, I will tell you what states these happened in, just in case that's a factor for you. So the man beating his wife over her video calls, banging some other guy, and FaceTiming her husband while she's doing that, that happened in Maryland. The guy that took a dump on the pizza rolls, that happened in Oklahoma. Next headline. This one is in Florida. Naked driver takes toll on collectors. Cops. Man exposed self seven times at plazas. Again, sir. Hold on. Let me get through them all. Next one. Still in Florida. Woman blames potion for fire truck theft bid. Popping up to Georgia. Woman busted for pleasure session on beach. Moaning Georgian 34. Spotted using vibrator. And our last one, customer finds naked woman in Jeep for sale. And that one, naked woman in the Jeep, that is another one in the state of Florida. And not only is the naked woman in the Jeep in Florida, she's masturbating, kind of like a story we had a couple months ago. So that can almost be a do-over from a few months ago. What? One of the masturbators. So you're talking about the the man that was driving around naked on the Florida Expressway. That's one. Number two, the Georgian woman masturbating with a vibrator on a beach. Or number three, the naked woman in the Jeep for sale in Florida. So two Florida stories, one Georgia. Your call, sir. Which one? The last one. You want the naked woman masturbating in the Jeep in Florida. You do realize, sir, you do realize that's 
really, really, really close to a story we had a couple months ago. You do realize that before I start in. Okay, well, we're just going to go ahead and jump into this one then, folks. Again, here's the headline. Customer finds naked woman in Jeep for sale. A customer shopping for a used car discovered a naked woman pleasuring herself in the rear Jeep of a 2010 Jeep Wrangler parked outside a Florida auto dealership, according to an arrest report. Police were called Wednesday afternoon to Bob Tyler Toyota in Pensacola after a customer complained to a sales associate about a naked woman in the back seat of one of the vehicles on the car lot. When a dealership manager opened the Jeep's door, he spotted Alexis King, 37, naked with her legs spread open. A receptionist reported that the suspect was pulling at her vagina. A third employee, if that's not bad enough, who called 911, told police that a co-worker called him to the front lot to get a vehicle that a homeless woman was inside pleasuring herself. After King exited the auto and walked away from the dealership, employees noticed damage to the car's interior, including a broken radio and a period stain on the back seat. A manager estimated that King caused $1,300 in damages to the Jeep. One witness told cops that the auto smelled so horrible that it went straight to detailing. And, as a random aside, if you had to do that detailing, bless your heart, bless your heart twice if you had to deal with that. King was charged with burglary, criminal mischief, indecent exposure, and providing police with a false name. She is being held in the Escambia County Jail on $7,000 bond. According to the dealership website, the convertible Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport which has logged nearly 84,000 miles, is available for $23,116. So you could buy that, white boy Malcolm X, if you wanted to have that souvenir. The listing makes no mention of any recent stains visited upon the car's gray cloth seats. So white boy Malcolm X, former, former, former birthday boy, that ship has sailed over a week ago, but ex-birthday boy, does this story, to you sir, does this make sense? Woman, masturbating in the back, she gets busted, she walks away, she gets arrested. Does that make sense to you sir? Kinda, possibly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I mean, you've got this weird paragraph, the dealership manager spots her, this receptionist, she's reporting that the woman in the car was pulling at her JJ. Another employee calling Popo, telling them that another co-worker told him to go get the car. There's a lot here. And I don't know about you folks, but I think it might help me and white boy Malcolm X over there to kind of walk through this story, see if we can make more sense of it. If we do a reenactment of what we think actually went on here at Bob Tyler Toyota in Pensacola, Florida. So, picture it, folks. It is a beautifully sunny day down in Florida, down in Pensacola, Florida. Of course, it's as humid as hell. That's just Florida. But it's a Wednesday, and it's a slow day at Bob Tyler Toyota. Those folks at Bob Tyler Toyota, they do a huge business on the weekends. 
But on a Wednesday, it's kind of slow. Couple customers here and there, but they're usually there just to kick the tires. So you've got this customer, and he's looking around at the Jeeps. He's thinking, man, I just want myself a really nice Jeep. I can put the top down. I can cruise around, pick up some chicks with my Jeep. All the chicks in Florida, they like guys who drive convertible Jeeps, convertible Mustangs, something like that. I'll get me a convertible Jeep. I'll look really super cool doing that. So he walks over, he's walking around, and he's like, oh man, there is a Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport. That looks like a really great car. I can definitely take the top down on that. I can definitely pick up a couple of chicks with that. So he walks over to the Jeep, and he looks at the sticker there on the side of the window. 84,000 miles. Man, that's a Jeep, 84,000 miles. Will this thing actually run? And they want $23,000 in change for this thing? I got to spend that much money on a Jeep and Jeeps, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. They don't like to run really well once they hit about 50,000 miles. Well, I can still probably get a chick or two, even if this thing breaks down all the time. But as he's looking at the sticker, folks, he hears a little bit of a racket going on inside the Jeep. And so he looks and he's like, oh, my goodness, what is that woman doing with her hoo hoo? And then, folks, he realizes exactly what she is doing with her hoo-hoo. So what do you think he does, folks? He goes and walks over to the sales floor, and he walks in there, and he's like, I need to speak with the dealership manager. Salespeople, they're like, ah, crap, this guy's probably pissed off. We marked up a Jeep that probably won't drive, asking too much money. This guy's got a complaint. But they go and get the dealership manager anyway. Dealership manager comes out. He's like, sir. How can I help you? He, of course, is bracing for this guy going, how can you ask so much money for a piece of crap Jeep that's probably not going to run more than two miles after I take it off this lot? He is just bracing for that. But instead, folks, he gets this. Sir, there is a woman in the back of a Jeep that I was eyeing up. And by the way, sir, that Jeep, 84,000 miles, $23,000, that's a joke. But, there's a woman in the back of that Jeep, and she is playing with her hoo-hoo. Dealership manager's like, she's playing with her what? Customer's like, her hoo-hoo. Dealership manager, he's like, oh, her hoo-hoo. Yes, her hoo-hoo. Wait, you're telling me she's playing with her hoo-hoo in one of my Jeeps? That's what I'm trying to tell you, the customer said. Dealership manager, he's like, damn. I got a woman playing with her hoo-hoo in one of my overpriced Jeeps. So he goes out there and walks over to that Jeep, flings open that door, and there, folks, there is Alexa King. She is buck naked. Her legs are spread wide open, and she's got a hand in her hoo-hoo playing with her hoo-hoo. Suddenly, folks, suddenly the receptionist who witnessed all of that back in the showroom She had snuck out and followed the dealership manager to the Jeep. So she peeks over the dealership manager's shoulder, and she's like, damn, she's pulling at her hoo-hoo. Dealership manager's like, get your ass back in that dealership. Answer that phone. I'll deal with this myself. Dealership manager spots a salesperson. Because, of course, folks, anytime there's any sort of movement on a car dealership, all the salespeople, they like to gather around. 
if they think there might be a sale involved, they will swoop in like vultures. So the dealer manager sees a salesperson and he tells him, go tell Bob to get this car, take it into detailing. I'm going to get rid of this woman playing with her hoo-hoo, but tell him to get out here and get this done. So the guy goes and tells Bob, hey, Bob, you need to get out to the front, get that Jeep. There's a homeless woman playing with her hoo-hoo in there. You need to go out and get that Jeep, take it into detailing. What do you think Bob did, folks? Do you think Bob actually went out there and did that? No. Bob, he picked up the phone. He called Popo. He called 911. 911, what's your emergency? Well, a coworker of mine, he told me to go to the front lot to get a vehicle. Okay, what's your emergency? Well, apparently inside that vehicle, there's a homeless woman and she's playing with her hoo-hoo. Her what, sir? Her hoo-hoo. Oh, her hoo-hoo. Yes, I know. She's playing with her hoo-hoo. You all need to send Popo down here. Get that woman out. I am not taking that car to detailing if she's still in there playing with her hoo-hoo. So in the meantime, folks, in the meantime, Alexis King, she is done playing with her hoo-hoo. She gets up, gets dressed, gets out of the Jeep. She's doing that, folks. And Popo is showing up on the scene. Popo shows up. Dealership manager greets him. Popo, Popo, I am so glad that you are here. Popo's like, what's going on? Dealership manager's like, I got this crazy chick. She was in the back of a Jeep, naked, playing with her hoo-hoo. Popo's like, her hoo-hoo. Dealership manager's like, yes, her hoo-hoo. Popo is finally like, oh, her hoo-hoo. Yes, the dealership manager says. That's what I was saying. Her hoo-hoo. You need to get her for playing with her hoo-hoo in my Jeep. Of course, the receptionist, she did not listen to the dealership manager. She's right there, sticking her nosy business into it with Popo. She speaks up, Popo, Popo. Popo's like, what? She's like, that car stinks. That car stinks to high hell. Popo's like, how bad did it stink? Receptionist is like, Popo, imagine going into a bathroom after... Megan McCain drops the kids off at the pool. It stank twice as bad as that. Popo's like, damn, that's got to stink. So Popo goes out there and there is Alexis King and she is walking away. Popo's like, hey, you, stop. Alexis is like, yes, Popo, what can I do for you? Were you in the back of that Jeep all naked playing with your hoo-hoo? My what, officer? Your hoo-hoo. Oh, yeah, my hoo-hoo. Was I doing that? Popo didn't even wait for an answer, folks. Popo's like, what is your name? She's like, uh, my name is Princess Leah. Popo didn't believe her, folks, if you can believe that. Popo's like, what is your real name? Officer, my real name is Princess Leah Organa. While Popo is arguing with Princess Leah Organa, folks, half the dealership's employees they are, they are huddled around that Jeep, inspecting that Jeep where Alexis King was playing, tugging at her hoo-hoo, buck naked. Most of them, their faces are kind of green. They look like they're going to throw up from smelling something so rancid that they are not going to be able to keep that lunch down much longer. Kind of like a bathroom after Megan McCain goes and drops the kids off at the pool. 
But they're there, and they're like, damn, she broke the radio. Damn, what is that stain in the backseat of that Jeep? Receptionist, she's still hanging around. She's like, well, if she was tugging at her hoo-hoo, I can guess. Everyone else is like, no, thank you. We don't need to hear that. Of course, the receptionist, she's not going to take no for an answer. That kind of looks like a period stain. So while all that's going on, folks, all those dealership employees surrounding that Jeep, trying not to throw up as they're looking at that damage, Popo arrests Alexis King. Princess Leah Organa, you are under arrest for burglary, criminal mischief, indecent, double indecent exposure, and lying to Popo about a false name. And the poor employee at Bob Tyler Toyota, that poor soul that had to drive that stinky-ass Jeep to detailing, had to scrub out that period stain out of the back seat. That poor worker, folks, they are probably, I suspect, out on a workers' comp claim with huge emotional distress issues. End of story. So White Boy Malcolm X, does that help to clarify things for you, sir? Does that help to explain that Wednesday afternoon at Bob Tyler Toyota in Pensacola, Florida? That do it for you, sir. And I know, before you say anything, I know how rusty I am with these reenactments, but did I do a halfway decent enough job for you, sir? Mostly. Well, at least you haven't changed your answer all that much. So on that note, since I cannot top Alexis King playing with her hoo-hoo buck naked in a Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport, and since I cannot top that same stinky-ass Jeep being for sale, since I cannot top either of those, it is time to plug-pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for this Sunday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined, as always, by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, especially if it's a holiday weekend and you've got tomorrow off as well. Have a great start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. Now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.